0: This is the Austin Rugby Podcast, your home for all rugby in Central Texas. We do our best to cover every level of rugby played here in the Capitol. And the goal of the podcast is to continue to grow the sport of rugby in Central Texas and the United States. Each contributor of the podcast has their own individual thoughts and opinions, which may or may not necessarily reflect those of the teams that they represent. But we all do our best to cover rugby here in Texas. As a disclaimer, some language may be explicit on the podcast, as we do not edit for time and full effect. I'm your host, Dustin. Thanks for joining Season 2 of the Austin Rugby Podcast. We hope you enjoy. Hello, Austin rugby fans, and welcome back to the show. If this is your first time joining us, we are the only home for all rugby here in Central Texas. And God, is there a crap ton of stuff to talk about today. The MLR universe has literally exploded on itself. The talk of the town is Austin for better or for worse. Um, And we'll get to that. We're going to cover everything around the MLR and what's going on a little bit later in the show. But first, you know, we've got to talk and cover what's really a great weekend of rugby here in Austin last weekend with six games in one location, all three divisions of the Blacks and the Huns going at it, culminating with the Austin-Colorado MLR preseason match to close it all out. But first, it's been a few weeks since we've had the great pleasure to have the Valkyries on here to talk about rugby, and we need to catch up with Erica Purcell. So, Erica Welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Dustin. I thought you were, you forgot about me.
0: No, I didn't. We didn't forget about you. There's just so much to cover. And I think we we talked a little bit before Christmas time. What's that?
1: I said it's been about a busy couple weeks in rugby. (laughs)
0: Things have happened. I don't know. I mean, apparently there was some news yesterday or something about that. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it later.
1: No clue what you're talking about. Yeah. Nobody knows.
0: If you're even remotely attached to the world of rugby, especially in Austin, you probably didn't see anything that happened yesterday. (laughs) So Erica, let's let's talk about Valkyrie stuff cuz you guys you guys have been busy. D2's kicked off their season uh since we last talked, I'm pretty sure you guys have had two games. Is that is that right? Yeah, last week and the week before.
1: Yes, yeah. So D2 has had two games in the spring season so far. Um D1 hasn't had anything start up yet, but uh, D2 is hitting the ground running. Um we have a pretty pretty I'm packed you schedule. Are. Yeah, so we played uh San Antonio this past weekend and um, Bay Area the weekend before that. Um Yep. So they actually end up both being great matches. We got wins on both sides. Um, so we, congratulations! We're, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so we are <laughs> really starting off well. Um, it's looking great this season. I'm excited to see where we're doing um, in the Bart game, our, our first game of the season against Bay Area. Uh, we actually broke out a new pattern of play that we have. Our D two, our our D one runs, but D two hasn't been consistently putting it into games yet. Um, but you know, started this season, Weezy kind of just went to us and was like, "You know what? We're implementing this. This is happening. Um, so get out there and do it." And we did it, and it worked really, really well. It was a, a really good um, indication of how it's going to go the rest of the season, I think. Um, and it's really, it's a really effective pattern of play, so I think it'll be a, a game-changer for us.
0: Yeah, so for, for those people who don't know who Weezy is, you want to tell them who yeah. Weezy is? Weezy
1: is our <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely coach. He is uh, been, like, oh, screaming, screaming out on the field. he be at all, he's at all the events that go on, rugby, everything. He's also the director <laughs> of rugby for the Huns as well, um, so he's got ties all over the place, but uh, yeah. Uh, Weezy is yeah. the wild one, but I love him to death. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah so obviously you know you, you had bark a couple of weeks ago um you know for those of you they you know valkyries they've been doing a pretty good job of having somebody filming the game doing some live streaming which helps out if you were watching the live stream you saw somebody score a pretty awesome <laughs> try and then take out oh, their man. their scrum half right who after that, was who, was that? Who, yeah. who, who was that that tackled their own player after uh, they scored uh, for the know, first nine, time ever
1: nine years of rugby. i shouldn't tell you how long it's been i played rugby for nine years and that was my first try I and it's funny because anybody on my team, I tell that to, they're like, ah! How? Like you're everywhere. I feel like you would have had a zillion by now. I'm like, yeah, well, I have it. Um, but I can think our new pattern of play for that. So uh, that that one gave me a real real wide opportunity to punch it in there. And um you know, I was I, I I had two people on my outside, and I was ready. I was like, I saw them there. I was ready to get the ball out if I had to. But I was like, I really hope I can just take this one in, and it worked out. Um, got really excited, and then yeah, our scrum half, Chris Carson, is one of my best friends. So I I went over and just jumped on her and over right afterwards. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's good, you know, so, so, you know, playing Bark, you know, I, I believe because yours because the D2 season started back in like November, right? Like your first yeah. game was at Bay Area. If, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's a good, good rematch and, and kind of winning on, on the home field. This is always wonderful great. to see.
1: It really is. I mean, Bark, Bark as a team has improved <laughs> so much in the last year even. And it's it's great. Like it is so good for Texas rugby to see all of these teams like continue to get better and better. Like you can tell they're hungry, like they want to be they want to be the best. And it's awesome because that just keeps pushing us to be better and better every time as well. Um, But they are giving us some good, hard competition, which is like something that we need. So it's, it's, it's really awesome to see that development. Yeah.
0: That's fantastic, and I, they, you know, that's something again. I, I'm always happy to see like the growth of rugby men's and women's. You know, I think that you know, especially in the women's side, I think there's a lot of great stuff going on there. Again, you guys have been you know up there constantly, you know, challenging, especially in the D1 side. Um, you know, now to see the D2 team, you know, having having two full teams is awesome, like in D1 and D2. So that that's pretty pretty fantastic. So then, obviously, last week, um, you know, you guys had another game, and you guys did a little tra- you guys did a little traveling, yeah.
1: Yeah, we went out to San Antonio played the Riveters. Um, so that was a pretty good match as well. The Riveters are usually pretty, pretty good, even competition with us. Um, you know, they've, they've, they're a high
0: scoring team. If I mean, they're, they, are, they, yeah. they're, they literally, I think uh, if I go back to my stats real quick, yeah. So they've got, they've scored 220 points in four games. That's a, that's a lot. <laughs>
1: yeah, their, their first couple of games were against, I think the Reds and McAllen, correct me if that's wrong. Um, yep, but that's right. yeah, yeah. So they, they had some pretty high scoring games in that one, but I mean, San Antonio in general has always been a solid team. Like we consider them some of our top competition in the league. They were, they were first in the, um, in the division when we went and played them on Saturday and then our win, um, pushed us up to first for D2. Um, that's right. but yeah, I mean, they've always been really great for us, um, you know, just getting that competition in, but they have uh, the, the thing that I think um, allowed us to really come ahead in that game is like, if you looked at the score at the half, it was, I think seven, 10 um, Mm -hmm. and our team, the Vox were on defense, 25, 30 minutes of that first half. It was an exhausting first half. Um, You know, the Riveters have a tendency to just keep punching in forward ball constantly. And so it gets really, really exhausting. Um, But then, On the other hand, it also gets exhausting for their team. Um, We had been kind of working out a new defensive uh, structure, so it was a little iffy at first. But then, you know, the second half, we kind of came, came around, regrouped, and were able to keep up. Our fitness level, I think, is a really, really strong point for the team, um, for us, because, you know, we get to the end of the game. We still had a little bit of energy left, whereas those forward punches from them really wear them out. So, you know, we allowed it allowed us to kind of wrap our heads around our defense and make sure that we were kind of getting in line with what we needed to do um, to pull ahead for a a 2410 win.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's, uh, that's fantastic. And I, I, there's a lot of great things. And it's again, pretty exciting for, for what you guys are doing. And, um, you know, really to kind of take over the, the lead from them. You know, going into you know the next couple rounds. So, um, as far as structure for you know, again, you, you can refresh my mind because I'm trying to make sure you guys get put um, for playoff seeding. What's what's that look like for the D two side for you guys? Is it uh, number one and num- number one plays number two of the South and and vice versa? Is that right?
1: Um,
0: mm, challenging. I might,
1: I might not be the right person to ask about this right
0: now.
1: <laughs> I think number one seed plays four. So, like, it, it's definitely um, okay. you know because I know there is a benefit to us to be number one seed versus number two. So I would imagine we're not playing number two if that's the case. Um, so, but I would need some more clarification before I give you any hard facts on that one.
0: <laughs> so as of right now, we're doing good. You know, you guys are you know, the seating's looking good for you at least to start off with. So let's, let's talk about kind of some of the things coming up here. I know, uh, from what I can tell on this, on the schedule, it looks as though you guys really only have two more home games left. Is that right? This season?
1: Uh, I think that sounds about right. We do have, um, I know we have the D2 versus the Reds on February 8th. Um, and then we have actually a big, big weekend for us will be February 15th. Um, we have a double header. So D1 and D2 both have home games and, um, we're actually making that our alumni weekend as well. So, um, Very nice. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun day of rugby to come out. I think the Huns actually have some games that day too. It's all out at Nixon, so um, oh, our game another, well, another
0: big day of rugby in in Texas. I
1: know, <laughs> lots of them. It's great. Rugby weekends are the best weekends,
0: For, of course they yeah, are. When you can go out and watch like four games, five games, depending on you know uh, where things are scheduled, it makes it pretty exciting. So will this be as far as the D one side? Uh, this will be kind of their first uh, first game of the new of the new year, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I mean the only real game that they have played this season so. Far has been um, versus Black Ice back in September, so it's been a while since they've had a match. Um, yeah. But they're, hungry. Oh, they're rusty, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> nah, so they've, been pl-
0: <laughs> they've been playing you guys, right? And uh, you guys—that's why you guys are doing so well, is because you're going up against the D1 squad constantly, and uh, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you know, I—we don't want to take much of your time, and we do appreciate it. And obviously, I think that it's great for us to know that you guys are continuing to rocket, and we we continually want to catch up and make sure. That that the that the Valkyries continue to win, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, woo. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, you know. You know give us a kind of a what's your prediction for the coming weeks and uh, you know what what kind of exciting things are you looking forward to in the world of rugby we'll, we'll do a little personal stuff right now
1: well I mean you know Six Nations is coming up so that's always gonna be exciting
0: oh that, that is true Six nations starting this weekend yeah, this
1: weekend you know some 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 would say it's more important than the Super Bowl I won't say who said that but some people might <laughs> <laughs> people
0: um, people who, who like rugby better than football. yeah people who, people who don't <laughs> Like commercials, think that it's better than the Super
1: Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my roommate and I actually usually do a commercial bingo. So you set up a bingo card with who you think is with a, either like celebrities or like brands that you think are going to pop up in the commercial. Kind <laughs> of see who wins first. It's fun.
0: Yeah, see, I'm I'm actually more interested in just watching the commercials and well, well, not really yeah. watching the Super Bowl because, well, I yeah, not <laughs> I don't really watch much American football anymore, especially in the NFL. So it's not my style. But that's okay. Yeah. They Each their own. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess what team you're pulling for? We're in the six nations then yeah, that was a big question
1: you know that's a big i'm not ready to commit to that question yet <laughs> dustin i think i think <laughs> I need to, you know wait and see how things go a little bit and we'll, we'll oh,
0: jump on the jump on the bandwagon right <laughs>
2: that's good.
0: well hey erica always a pleasure to have you come on and chat a little bit of rugby we hope that you guys continue to to do well uh in the coming weeks um and, and we'll catch up with you soon obviously you know for, for those that you know were, we're just paying attention d2 versus the reds at home is it at Nixon? lane February 8th is that right or yes. are you guys at at, at the oh, reds no. sorry
1: uh yeah yeah uh Oh my gosh. You know what? Uh-oh. I'm terrible at this. It's an away game. It's an away game. It's a way game. Okay. It's an away game.
0: Live, live streamed on the Valkyries <laughs> Facebook station.
1: We can't promise anything. You know, it's been, <laughs> we had a lot of demands for live stream in the last one. So we last minute got somebody to, to volunteer and do it. We'll see what phones and uh, hands are available <laughs> to do that. But we'll we'll see if we can. Um, yep. If possible, we'll have it up there.
0: If we can do it, we'll do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, always a pleasure. Erica Purcell with the Austin Valkyries. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Dustin. Bye. Bye. All right, let's get right into the big weekend at Burfield, Australia Day. Over there, it was a great weekend. Yeah, what a weekend for rugby in Austin. And there are phenomenal games all around. I do have to apologize, though. I don't have a final score. do I haven't been told a final score of the four points Westlake High School match. So if you know that, just uh, go ahead and send that along. Let us know so we can keep up to date with all that's going on in, in the high school realm. UT took on a really tough and and really highly qualified BYU team. They are they're they're pretty phenomenal. Fortunately, they lost the match fairly handily. Um, you know I, know, I know it's a big test for the Longhorns. Uh, they're they're going to rebound. Uh, BYU they're a perennial powerhouse in collegiate rugby. So you know, hats off to them for for coming down and making a, a great weekend of it. Uh, hopefully, you got a chance to go over and watch a little bit of that game. Um, you know, Future, potential, and all our players right there, BYU and UT. Um, get out there and let's, uh, let's continue to support the, the college-level game too. So on to the big matchup for Texas rugby, and of course, it's the Austin Derby. Uh, everybody was out there. Tons of people. It was a great day. Again, it was Australia Day. A lot of the proceeds went to supporting some of the wildfire relief that's uh, going on for Australia right now. So again, making a big day out of it, which is... Really great to see in Austin. Starting in the D3, the Blacks continued their winning ways. Uh, with D3 Blacks over the Huns, 53 to nothing. Uh, yeah, I, t- I talked about it on the... When I was trying to do a live broadcast, uh, sorry about that. There was some connection issues, so we just decided not to go ahead and do it. So apologies. But again, score at the break was 22-nothing. Uh, Huns really showed great work rate, um, had a couple of good breaks, but you know, back-to-back national champions were, were just too much for the Huns, unfortunately. Blacks go to 6-0 and sit atop the Central Division at 30 points. Uh, Huns are now 4-2 and in second place with 21, so still still potential to get in there for both Austin teams in the playoffs, which is good to see. In D2, saw a fantastic match. Blacks came in going 1-1 and and the Huns were 0-2, and this game was really back and forth the entire match. Um, gotta thank the Huns for doing the live streaming online. I had to step away uh, for a little bit, but was able to watch a little bit or listen to a little bit of the match. Um, that was being broadcast. So thanks for continuing to do that. Huns went into the break up 13-12 though. Some great physical play. They really kind of, they came to play. I, I, I got to be honest, like the Huns, you know, even though they were 0-2, they had been beaten. Um, and people talked about how good the Blacks were, which they are. It, it was great to see the Huns really take it to them in the first half. However, that home field advantage and that win, um, you know, were really in the, the Blacks' favor in the second half. As they bested the Huns, final score of 27 23 this i think is you know a great match for the d2 hun side the blacks of course you know get the win which is you know good for them and even though they lost um they go zero and three and the huns show that they can play and stay with really any team so uh, i think bill overton commented on it i appreciate him kind of giving the the team a good boost they they did they played well it was uh it was pretty positive. Huns get a bonus point and now sit fourth in the North Division. Blacks go two and one and sit just two points behind Fort Worth with 11, as Fort Worth sits on 13. Finally, the D1 match. Both teams entered the match two and 0, looking to go take control of the table. And man, what a match this was! It did not disappoint at all. Um, there were some massive hits, big, big breakaways, and some, I, I think some really outstanding backline play from both sides. Huns scored two tries, converting one in the first half. Blacks uh, secured one try for a halftime score of 12 7 to the Huns. The Blacks, however, came out in the second half and put up two quick tries. Huns fought back hard. However, once again, home field advantage and that wind, as uh, we have talked about a few times uh, on social media, um, you know, really played in the Blacks' favor. And despite a late try, the Blacks had built too much of a lead. Final score, 20, oh, excuse me, final score, 36 uh, 26 to the Blacks. So, you know, really it's, you know, the Blacks took all three matches, but again, it was hard fought all the way around, which is what all Austin Derbies are, right? They're, they're hard fought battles. There was some great play from both teams. I really appreciated, you know, you know some of the backline play. I think there was a lot, of, a lot of quick ball, a lot of good movement for you know, some of those Huns players. And again, Huns are still trying to rebuild as you know, some of the guys have said, and they've done a great job. You know, I think slowly you're going to start seeing you know, a couple more wins, you know, going the Huns way, you know, maybe even this year, you know, maybe in a a couple weeks. So all in all, a great day for rugby in Austin. We look forward to that March 7th match when the Blacks travel down 183 to visit Nixon Lane or that reverse fixture. Huns D1 and D2 host the Dallas Reds this Saturday, starting at two o'clock at Nixon Lane. D3 side gets a a well-needed bye week. And of course the Blacks, Blacks D1 and D2 teams both have a bye week, but that D3 side travels down to San Antonio. A kickoff for San Antonio match with the D3 side is at two o'clock. Oh, what insanity. (laughs) Past 24 hours, obviously. So crazy. Nothing short of game changing and, you know, Major League Rugby, but in Austin Rugby for sure. Um, But, you know, to talk about Six Nations and Super Rugby, we got Aaron Castro with us today. The man, the myth, the legend, Earful of Dirt's very own host and star of the show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can I keep going. Like you want some more credentials yeah, on there? <laughs> I thought you. I thought you brought me on to talk about the Saracens. salary well, right. Cap. We did. Let's uh, talk, the about, the, let's talk the about legal Saracens. issues of that.
0: Um. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, that's that's all everybody's been talking about the
2: past twenty four hours is Saracens, right? Right. Well, Saracens and the the Austin Gilgronies.
0: Gil That's right. Uh, again, for, for those, you know, w- we said it a little bit ago for those that, uh, you know, are listening. It is not a go gronnie, go Gil jabroni. We, I heard jabroni somewhere. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of these that keep going. Um, like I said before, it, um, it kind of falls in line with the key Boston weird. Um, it, the name is a little bit weird, but you know, Whatever. Um, I'm just kind of, at, at this point, um, all this kind of publicity and stuff that, you know, that Aaron and I've talked about a little bit offline. It, it's good. Like everybody in in major league rugby is talking about Austin for better or worse.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I think I look at this and I've seen some, like it's gotten picked up by the foreign press and, you know, I'll, I'll get a chance to talk with, uh, Matt Burgess, the CEO of Loyal's rugby, uh, Hopefully sooner rather than later, because I'm going to be writing a feature uh, for you. For, for, for the MLR <laughs> website, I uh, will be writing a feature about um, not just the name change, but the. The decision to purchase uh, the the Austin franchise and then also (laughs) move operations down south to Coda, and all the things that are going in with that. I mean, if you pay attention to the key stuff that was in the press release, this is good Uh, for me. I, I, I cannot. It's it's an example to, to follow, I mean, name change notwithstanding, we're going to find out, uh, you know, what they dug into and how they came up with this. And, it, you know, I think it, it works. It's not a, for me, it's not a big deal. Uh, no. The, when, when you look at uh, sports leagues, probably someone said the same things, uh, you know, about the Cincinnati Red Stockings in eighteen like sixty eight or something. Or the, <laughs> when you look at the Chicago White Sox, um, yeah. they, they, their colors were not white and black. <laughs> they, they, they were red, white, and blue, red, for, white and blue. <laughs> for over a hundred years in their history. And you're going how, why are they the Chicago white Sox? What is it? What is it, uh, Yeah, like based on their uniform? That makes no sense. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, it's okay. Like, it's not a big deal. Uh, what, when you look at this is like, I, I look at this and there was going to need to be a change. It it was going to happen. Um, I know that a lot of people did a lot of work to go to the, the herd brand, uh, from the Austin elite brand, but with the sale and the, the limited time that the herd brand was in the marketplace that a new owner probably just wanted to, you know, Since the team had been torn down to the studs and rebuilt, just tear the the organizational identity down to the studs and then infuse it uh, with a lot of capital uh, for marketing and community support.
0: Yeah. I mean, we look at it, We talked about it and I've talked about it with other people and, and everybody's like, oh, this is, you know, the name, the name, the name. It's like, look up, look, look beyond the name. Look at the great stuff. I mean, Major League Rugby posted it on there. You know, community first ideas. This is literally in the press release, paying for every youth player's annual fees, capping ticket sales at $5 uh, per person for families, uh, sp- sponsoring you 16 to 20 teams to travel nationally. Um, providing uniforms and boots and training kits to youth at wholesale price, you know, to make this sport more affordable. Like this is, these are great things, right? We are now like, can we,
2: can we we touch on this affordability thing? Oh man, it's fantastic. People seem to think that rugby is cheap. Nope. Um, And I think that is a bad proposition to say, Hey, all you need is cleats and a mouthpiece. In reality, the fact that they're going to subsidize local youth clubs, uniforms and boots and all and all training kit and all sorts of stuff for youth parents. That's a huge thing because (laughs) guess what? Um, good. Rugby boots or good rugby cleats are expensive. You're not, yeah. if you buy the cheap stuff, okay, you're going to end up with $60 moldeds. But what happens if your kid is a 16 year old prop and you know, he needs real yeah. boots. Those are $150. If you can get, if you can get those at a wholesale price and heck if it has, you know, the colors of the Austin team on it, even better, you know, that's just a great way of marketing and outreach. The, the program, what was announced is is amazing. Like this is yeah. the going to be the example for the rest of the league to follow. And it was very similar last year when, for me, when Utah announced their player pathway and yeah, that's being, sure. um, it's being continued and built upon by their new director of rugby, uh, Brandon Sparks, who had built a player pathway uh, in Michigan. So that is also a standard bearer. It's just, Funding these different benchmarks to, to get there. So what we're seeing is, um, you know, slowly there had been an Academy system with Austin, uh, for a U 23 program. I think what we'll see is, you know, a lot of capital invested into that Academy system so that you can grow and upskill local youth rugby and local college rugby so that these guys can compete, uh, at the regional, uh, regional cup tournaments is where they in the summer and yeah. also for guys who want to make it to the U20s uh and compete in the U20 ARC and beyond in the U20 Junior World Trophy and you know maybe things change when we get into the Junior World Cup again.
0: Yeah, I mean that I mean th- th- those are the things that we that we strive for and that uh, American rugby should be striving for. And, and you said it you were right on and I agree with you on this one um you know, that what they're, what they're doing and what they've laid out, what the new ownership has laid out is, is now going to be the standard bearer for the rest of MLR. And it should be. And you know, yes, I know there are teams that you know we talked about. Uh, I believe it was what is it Claremont that uh, got invested a little bit in, in Nola at the beginning of this week, or their part you get some shares. I forget how much they actually got. You probably know more
2: than that. I. I don't. I mean, it's it's a minority investment, but it's also a connection. Yeah. Uh, if you look at. uh, the Seattle, you look at Will yeah. Rooney, or more so with I would say old glory Seattle, and and now Nola, you have foreign teams or other type of unions involved in, uh, the league as minority investors. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for old glory, they have resources. They were able to hire away, hire, hire away, a director of operations, hire uh, away. Yeah, away, hire I don't. away, a director of operations from the Glasgow warriors. So they have a yeah. top end, um, you know, rugby team administrator, you know, running operations for them, which is great. And they wouldn't have had that opportunity if the Scottish Rugby Union wasn't a minority partner in the team. If you go to Seattle, the Canterbury Rugby Union and the investors behind, the private investors behind the yeah. Canterbury Rugby Union are uh, minority partners in the Seattle team. And what has that led to? Well, the Tasman Mako tour that just finished with, uh, you know, the two game series that was against the Houston Sabercats and then against uh, the Seattle Seawolves. I mean, those those two teams were benefited from Seattle's connections to New Zealand rugby. And so. They get an ML, both those teams got MLR and in t- level intensity games in their preseason to prepare them. So these, yeah. these things, these foreign resources that we're getting are great. And if you saw, if other in the press release, it was, it was noted that uh, Mick Byrne, the, sk- yeah. the World Cup winning skills coach of the All Blacks, most recently a skills coach of the Wallabies yep. is, um, Also brought in to help buttress the current staff of, uh, you know, under Brent Simmons under the direction of Todd Clever. And so you have another another pair of eyes to help, you know, drive this, the players forward. You have a, you know, a staff uh, with Tani Jurisovic and Andrew Suniland or Brent Simmons. Uh, So it's another guy. And I think they're going to bring in more on field resources in addition to off the field resources. The big focus for the rugby side, the rugby side of the foundation was really put into place by the, the outgoing ownership and and also by Todd clever and his yeah. coaching staff. So a lot of good things were put in place over the summer after a lot of struggles, uh, community yeah. wise, and especially like on the field, <laughs> yeah, especially on the field wise, they went undefeated and I mean, not undefeated in the good way. Un- undefeated, yeah, or uh, un- like <laughs> the lions did, uh, like 10 years ago, they, they went, Owens. they went Sorry. to Owens. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm a right. Cleveland Browns fan. We and, own, like, and, 25 and, in a row <laughs> and the Browns, you know, going undefeated, uh, under what's his name, and yeah. like so, going zero and sixteen. That it, even if you have you know some community issues that you're struggling with, if you lose every game, the 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 community. <laughs> The community has no hope and faith. And I think uh, hope and faith for a team to be able to just compete. It's something that uh, Commissioner Seelig used to say about baseball is that every team had hope and faith. So last year um, they finished with no hope and faith of, of winning, even though that at times they, they, seemed to put it together, but they just couldn't win, but they finished the season 0 and 16 and you just had to make wholesale changes to the organization. And then uh, you know, uh, there was an opportunity for this, for the previous ownership group to exit. And now we have a new ownership group that is ready and willing and is going to infuse the organization with capital. So yeah, has. Uh, it's, I
0: mean, it's, it's you talk about, you know, the first big capital move for them is saying, Hey, we're moving away from the round rock multipurpose complex, which, you know, served, served the team well in season one, but you know, they're moving into arguably the best stadium in the league now. And, you know, maybe Aviva's up there. I actually unfortunately haven't been over to Aviva, even though it's three hours away. But, you know, we have it's a, you know, four or something, five thousand person stadium. Um, that's beautiful. The grass is it's going to be Kona's
2: yeah. a little bigger, but I would say <laughs> a come, little bigger than the multipurpose <laughs> complex. <laughs> well, 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 it's big it's I'm about double the size of Round Rock MPC when it comes to uh a good facility for this team yeah. that also has the ability to grow. Um, it, it is like Coda is a soccer first facility that can fit a rugby pitch. And that's important. Yes. Uh, Round Rock MPC was also a soccer first facility that can fit a rugby pitch. That was important last year. They played at a baseball first facility in Del oh. diamond, which is, oh. um, it fits a rugby pitch. There have been three tests there and it can work, but it is an 11,000 seat stadium. And so it, Unless you're able to already draw 5,000 people, it's a bit of a struggle. Um, Whereas, you know, I think CODA is going to be the right size venue for the next couple of years. And then this group will probably reevaluate and either work with uh, Circuit of the Americas to expand that facility or move in with uh, Austin FC or, you know, (laughs) build build their own. own thing. They might yeah. build their own thing. And that would be cool too. If you had a 15,000 seat rugby specific stadium in yeah. Austin.
0: I mean, I, I won't, I won't disagree with you on that one. And of course, you know, it's, it's all goes to other things that they're building. I think, you know, we talk about more stuff that's being built for the team. You know, what was, um, they're building one of the, uh, the performance and strength strength and performance facilities. Um, and where I was trying to say it, it's, it's in the, uh, the press release up here. I just can't find it right now. like gonna drive me nuts. Um, well, shoot. Anyway, so I know that they, they are there. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So above the community and in initiatives to drive the game, team will be building the world's largest youth strength and conditioning center that we made available to both male and female rugby players representing the great city of Austin. So again, trying to build the youth level, trying to go from the ground up to take the you know the, the smallest of the small all the way up to MLR and you know to find a way to host you know, more USA matches when, you know, hopefully they come back to town.
2: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's all all things considered. It's the whole thing. The whole package is great. Um, the name's kind of weird, but I, (laughs) I'm, I'm good with it. You know, You, you uh,
0: you like Negronis, right? Like you're, you can drink Campari and stuff, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, i i like
0: I like adult beverages. You like adult beverages. Yeah, you're like you're like me. I don't discriminate. So, as don't in
2: most, most, on the adult beverage trend. Yeah, I mean, let, let's be honest, guys.
0: Like, but that's a rugby thing, right? I I think yeah. that at the same time, yes, I know that people are going. What is it? How do I search the name? If I don't know what it is, how how can I support it? Listen, like. Don't give me that crap.
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, okay, so every there there were some weird jokes on Facebook, which I mean I, I sort of happens. You expect I, it. I, I sort of don't appreciate it. Was like, oh top five searches on Gilgroni. Oh yeah, and I was <laughs> like, no, no, no. The top five searches on Gilgroni was Ticketmaster. Austin Gilgroni, uh, and, and trademark, the trademark, tra- <laughs> the second thing was the trademark application. And <laughs> it was, it was everything about Austin Gilgroni. So if you're looking at a fanciful mark so that you can get, uh, you know, as much, trademark protection as possible. I th- you did it. I, I think they hit that. <laughs> the, I think they hit that ball out of the park. You know, that's a home run for me. This, well, this is we, coming from somebody who's
0: stud, studying sports law, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually taking a class on branding law right now. So oh, I think there there go. This, is, this is very... you got an very, expert on. <laughs> it fits very well with what is going on um, in, in my course load for sports law. But it's, you know... To move forward, you've watched the team. Um, I've talked to some people. It sounds like things are going well, especially with that result against Colorado, that this season should be something to build upon going forward under a new ownership group. So all things considered, you're moving forward and you have yeah. to move it forward uh and break the game line um every year so <laughs> good, good terminology that way to bring in some some on-field reference <laughs> well, well done to you sir but yeah i mean
0: you're right no i mean I, I, we t- you and i talked a little bit um kind of during the match on on saturday as we were watching so i was giving you some some updates on what's going on but but you're right uh, we how we dominated in the scrum against uh against Colorado like it wasn't like they just were blown off the ball uh every single time lineouts yep yeah, a bit of an issue for us but I'm sure we'll get it handled out and you know I'm I'm looking forward to it the game is fat like so the different style of play from last year is so evident that anybody who was at the game on Saturday saw that Um, you know, you kind of switch from last year's, we'll call it the French style of play, a lot of crash ball, very slow movement, uh, to man, tons of offloads, big breakaways. Like that's what we want to see. We want to see fast paced action. We want to see, you know, hitting that gain line hard. Like I think we were the worst in the league last year of of making the gain line, which, you know, because slow ball, we allow the opponent's time to set up and just pummel us. Um, so now it's, it's boom, boom, boom. And that's a different style of rugby for Austin fans and they should be excited for it.
2: Yeah, it's it's gonna. I think it's going to be a good season where where you end up. Uh, just just remember it was <laughs> you're, you're, <playing> coming, West. <laughs> you're coming from an and 16 season. So I think you're going to get some wins. I think it's also going to be tough, especially with the top two teams uh, in the league from last season uh, and from the final ending up in likely as either in the top three uh for the West this year. Probably the top two. We'll find out. You yeah. gotta play a game, you know, every any given Sunday, although it's I think we have games uh depending on the weekend, it's Friday through Monday, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, that there is American rugby going to be on TV all weekend three and continue well we've previously had three days but now like there's gonna be a weekend with four days and that's that's pretty awesome like the what we've seen is for the sport not just for austin is that things are continuing to trend up uh for major league rugby and what they're able to push down to the grassroots while the ngb may maybe, you know, struggling, which is, which is important because in order to grow this sport, it is going to take continuous private investment. And as you know, I talk to people all the time that this, this thing like is a heavy, a heavy lift. If you look at the numbers and who plays rugby and how many people play rugby in the United States, it's not a lot. So you, you have a lot of people taking a lot of risk. And if you, if you look at things, it, You had in the first year of the league, you had more people buy tickets than to go to rugby games than any other rugby event uh, ever uh, in this country. And then if you look at last season with a 16 game season, you had more people. Buy tickets to go to a season's worth of rugby events by, whether it was the sevens or uh, all the Eagles tests combined. Like with that combined, you had more tickets purchased to watch American rugby, which that 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 is exciting. And now we're gonna see that kill, that number That's what, uh, what uh, the uh, numbers killed astro- again. Astronomical now. <laughs> you know, a third well, year in a row with relative, you know, five and six games. A weekend rather than three and four. So. For for Austin for MLR it's 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 all good in the hood as they would as some would say I, 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 and I the kids say you, you don't say yeah, that. I, you, I, you no because would, would never say that I'm also an old man now so <laughs> but yeah I mean you're right
0: I mean we talk about the expansion of the game the expansion of rugby the visibility of MLR yeah the 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 Tasman Mako game like those are great to have them come over and play but I mean we talk about big signings and there have been some big signings you know Mananu you know. <laughs> the beast um even today the big rumor mill going around is that austin signed adam ashley cooper like you know i saw something on on reddit okay, the,
2: the only thing i have <laughs> i have some i have some criticism of that article is that the author has written this before Oh, has has, really has written this before talks about how the Wallaby Patty Ryan was playing <laughs> for New York.
0: No, yeah, and it's like, no, Wallaby
2: no, The Wallaby Patty Ryan one. is <laughs> but, not. The Wallaby Patty Ryan played for San Diego he and is currently in, in Japan. This Patty Ryan is the Eagle Patty Ryan. Oh, i, I born in Chicago, I, by I, the way. We love rumors, though. Like, to, it's <laughs> born in Chicago. Uh, yeah, it, it, like that.
0: And played with Austin you, season one, too, if I believe. So I remember
2: so yeah. Yeah. Who played for Austin season one. So Adam Ashley Cooper to Austin, uh, four time world cup, uh, I guess participant, but you know, he has been to four world cups. And I don't care
0: if you participated. You made it to a world cup yeah, four he, times. I think four okay. world cups and
2: he's 35 and he's only 35. 35. So if you look at some of the old hands around here, especially in the backs, you know, they're able to change the game. If yeah. you look at uh, like a guy like Joe Peterson, yeah, he, um, he can he controls the game for San Diego. He's a pretty wizard, much. Yeah. you know. And and, <laughs> and, and not course, naturally a fly half either. He's a fullback. No, he's a he's a fullback. And uh, but he's but you bring in a guy of Adam Ashley Cooper's breadth of experience in Super Rugby, breadth of experience as Wallaby. Uh, that is a big lift to the squad that has also been rebuilt and brought in more players. That's just a, a a more of a percentage to build upon the foundation that was set through the summer and late fall so I if he's a, if he, if he's actually signed and his visa gets approved in time or before for before midseason and he's yeah. able to take part in you know seven say 70% of the games as a le- from a leadership standpoint yeah. that's huge. Well, we, we we talked
0: about it last week with with Shady uh, and, and Zenny last uh, on the last podcast, and they basically said like, we're yeah we're the leaders right now because we've been around, but we're actually excited for these older guys who are, have big international experience to come in because we still are kind of young and want to learn from them. And I totally respect that. And I think that that's an awesome approach that the guys have that until some of these more experienced guys arrive, which is fine, that we're going to be the leaders. And once they get here, we want to learn from them and hope that they can help guide us and teach us, you know, what they know. And, and right there, that's, that's kind of what it's all about. I mean, that's why you bring in some of the veterans sometimes. And, you know, that's when people talk about what is it? Tom Brady going to play for another team. You know, would you want him? Somebody's going, hell yeah, we'd want him because he knows everything and he can kind of teach us what we need to do to be better.
2: Yeah. It was, if you look at, The whole thing, Um, just because someone's a foreign player, doesn't mean they automatically uh, take over leadership from a team. And he's going like guys like Adam Ashley Cooper are going to bring like tons of leadership to a team, but it's, it's what they do more through osmosis than them coming in and taking hold of the reins. Cause they don't need to come in and, and be the, the big man on campus, as it were, they just need to come in and be themselves and it will raise the level. You saw a little bit of that with Ben Foden last year. He wasn't, you know, the captain of the team, but he brought a, a specific type of professional standard that definitely aided uh, New York in their pursuit of the playoffs. And of course, you know, the first, the first year of expansion, the two expansion teams, you know, made it, to, uh, the playoffs. I, I'm not sure if that's going to happen this year. I think, no. uh, in a lot of ways, uh, Austin is basically an expansion team and you have to, to an extent, you might have to treat it like that because yeah. it's a new, it's a new team. Uh, the, the roster was, you know, there was a guys identified to keep, and then they tore it down to the studs They brought in a whole new coaching staff. And now you have new ownership group that, um, is going with a new brand and yep. it's, so you have to look at it, it through the eyes of, you know, an expansion team. And that's OK. That's fine. Um, you just have to, c- to carry the ball forward. And uh, I think based on, you know, at least what we know from that press release and and you've been working, you know, with this own new ownership group a little bit from your uh, from your role in trying to lead the supporters group that, you know, things are going to be good.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it is. The things from what I've talked, things are good. There is a lot of positivity. They're excited to continue to, to bring rugby to central Texas. They're excited to be here for the long haul. Like they're, they're, I mean, like you said, like they're pumping a lot of money into the team, to the organization, to the community. They want to, they want the community out there. They want to create an environment that is exciting. They want to create an environment that people get out and have a good time. Like, our tailgate parties expect them to be kind of big. That's what I'm going for. Um, We want a bunch of people out there like you would for a, for a UT tailgate or something. Um, Have invite people like Aaron Castro in from, you know, the great state of Arizona to come and, you know, drink some bourbon and
2: uh, some Texas, some Texas bourbon. I'll I'll quantify it. (laughs) I want to see. a a Hill Country, Texas distillery become the official bourbon provider. (laughs) I bet you do. I bet you Garrison Brothers proudly supports
0: Major League Rugby.
2: I I will tell you uh, I have now a single barrel, a Balmora and a cowboy in my house. So oh,
0: there look you that. go. See Aaron Castro, fine connoisseur of bourbon, man amongst town, uh in in the great state of Arizona, host of the uh, I guess you are the official host of the of the Earful of Dirt podcast, who we do give shout outs to on a regular basis because yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, they they, they kind of know what they're talking about. Uh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of stumble. It's, it's into most of it. It's debatable. Uh, it's okay. But I, that, don't we all? It's not what we're discussing. I try to be as educated as possible uh about the different teams and about the different players because well these guys are why we're all here yeah. uh we're all here because we love rugby but the 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 thing is without the investors in this league and without the players who are willing to to make it to try and make it here playing in this league then you know we're all doing something else.
0: We're sitting here talking about Saracen's rugby from the United States where it's not even covered unless you pay a ton of money for it. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Hey, appreciate you coming on chatting some rugby. We'll catch up with you, you know, maybe later in the season and talk about how you think we've been doing and you know maybe we'll continue to promote your guys's podcast on there oh, it'd be nice thank you, so, um, you know, yeah
2: i'll uh i look forward to to watching the austin go gronies uh, the the rest of the season it's kind of i will say it, it is kind of tough because the herd piece was programmed into me just like austin <laughs> elite was programmed into me so it's going to take you know a few few weeks but I, i'm sure i'll Sure. I'll just say Austin Gildroni's in a couple of weeks and it won't, it'll be like, it wasn't a thing. Or, or here's the thing is most people, as I've seen, are just going to say, Hey, go Austin. (laughs) Go, go Austin. I mean, that's why we tie ourselves to, to regional parts, right? Yeah, exactly. There you go. All right, man.
0: Thanks for joining us. Aaron Castro, the Strobro. Well, of course, a busy week in Austin Rugby. Uh, it's only fitting that we you know, we have you know one of the players come on as we do every week. Last week, Zini and Shady were gracious enough to agree to bring their presence onto the podcast and chat a little bit. We had a good time talking with them. Of course, you know this week uh, I, I want to bring back a returner to the team, somebody who's been here before, left us unfortunately, went and won a championship, and then came back to bring his wisdom and knowledge and amazing style of play. We're talking with none other than Eagle number 405, Roland Sunila. Roland, how's it going, brother?
3: Hey, what's up, Dustin? Thanks for having me. Yep, absolutely. Do, <laughs> doing well. Yeah, doing good. It's yep. good to be back in uh, Texas. Uh, uh, it's, been a, it's been a good change, uh, heading over the Pacific Northwest, I'm linking back up with my younger brother. Um, and our first time here... Um, in 2018, my wife and I had a had a pretty had a plan that we were um gonna go and start a family and be close to family and spend more time with my niece, um, and you know. The bonus side of it was rugby, and, and getting involved with the Seawolves uh, was exciting. Uh, being part of that group and yeah. being successful with that group, uh, but we've we've always had a heart for Austin. We had yeah, a great yeah. time the first year. We we had a, we love the city. Uh, there's so much potential here for rugby for growth. Yeah. And there was always plans to come back, how that was going to look like, uh, whether it was going to be postseason, um, post-retirement, uh, retire, uh, post post retirement or or finish up out here and um, things aligned for it to, to come back and play. So I think the original plan was to stay in Seattle and play out there until retirement and then come back. But uh, things just changed as, as of the last
0: 48 hours as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, as we know, we, we've been, we've been alluding to it. We've been talking about it yeah. on the podcast a little bit, uh, but yeah, things have changed. So uh, I guess, you know, first, first question for, you know, probably everybody listening is, you know, obviously you and I kind of briefly spoke about it off offline um, before we started recording, but you know, it, it is, it's, it's a big change. I mean, it is a big change. We can, we can't deny that. Um, but as as far as the players go, I mean, nothing has really changed for you guys, has it? Like you're still going and practicing every day and training, getting everything going. Um, for you guys, it's, it's it's just a name change, yeah, and a color change, really.
3: Yeah. So branding is uh, it has has been the biggest um, shift in identity for us, but internally we've we've actually had a lot more time and focus on our. On what we perceive ourselves, yeah, um, and not and not letting the noise um, distract us from what our goal is, and so um, having McBurn on board has really. Really, kind of dug deep, um, bone deep, in our preparation and in our meetings together we've had inside, uh, behind behind closed doors. For sure. Um, every, you know, all the players are contributing, um, trying to create a culture because it's with a with a name change, and identity change. It's hard to identify and um, you know with with the jersey, you know. So yeah, it's hard to kind of draw draw, you know, where do you draw your inspiration from? Yeah. And so, um, you know, obviously with, once we kind of build, we're in that stage right now where we're trying to build a culture, a a team identity that, that we believe in our values that we set ourselves and standards that we set ourselves as players. And then everything that's happening outside of it kind of will hopefully fall in place. So, um, for sure. I mean, Yes. That's,
0: that's awesome for you guys to hear that you're already chat, chatting with Mick and then, you know, all the good things that are happening with the team you know behind closed right. doors. Obviously there's stuff that you can't tell us because, <laughs> you know, and there's, there's stuff that we can't say out to everybody. So I, I totally understand. But at the same time, it's, it's good to hear that, that the the front, the new front office, the new ownership is taking the time to talk with the players about building that identity because it is important. You know, we talked about um you know with Shady and Zinny last week about the importance of you know incorporating Huns, Blacks, Valkyries, all under you know bringing everybody back in together and and really building a connection with the local community. And, and there's nothing that's stopping that, even though the name has changed. Like you're still out in the community, you're still practicing with these guys. I mean, you're scrimmaging the Blacks on Friday um, in, in the final preseason, so. You you know, what's that community outreach so, you know, we know what happens in, in other places. You were in Seattle and they've got a great relationship with uh, the Saracens up there. You know, um, how do you see that relationship building here in Austin now, now that this this change has started to happen kind of in the, in the off season this year?
3: Oh, I see a lot of good potential, um, a lot of potential um, opportunities, that's how I see it. With, with Austin and the hands, I think the group, the, the clubs will only get stronger um, because they get to draw from the resources that comes through um, through the Austin professional team. Yeah, you know we're have with having Mackie um, in town, we're having other coaches in town, Brent Simmons, even Andrews in town. Like the the clubs get to benefit a lot of uh, a lot of good coaching. So, yeah, you know, so when you when you're growing your coaches, you're growing your players. Yeah.
0: So well, so, so let's. Let's talk about how, how is it kind of having your brother as your coach now and not, not a, not a teammate yeah. anymore. Yeah, <laughs> is he a little, little more, a uh, little more in yeah, the stick with
3: he's, you? He's come from teammate to older brother. Now he's back into where he's comfortable telling me what to do. Hey, <laughs> <I laughs> just keep so telling he, him, he, Hey, old man, you know, stay, stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's right at home. He's right <laughs> at home. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back in uh, and, and also kind of seeing him, um, you know, in, in these shoes that, that has always kind of come natural to him. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it's, it happens to every player, you know, you reach that age and then you start giving back and I feel like it's sort of, sort of, uh, I've turned that corner almost and yeah. that's kind of the role Um that they wanted me sort of to kind of have to play coming back to Austin with, with a, such a young group. Yeah, we'll still have I mean you, these guys. Um, yeah, you know, guide them through uh, professional life. We've got about sixty percent of the squad who have first time in a professional rugby environment. Yeah, you know, wow. first time being paid to play for rugby and train. So it's all new to them. Yeah, and you know, helping these guys just learn good uh, learn good habits day to day and have a good mindset. Um, to you know, be prepared every day and prepare yourself in a way that uh, you know that gives you the best chance to play on Saturday and the weekends. So, um, and having Andrew kind of cross over as a coach has kind of bridged that gap for all us players who have played with him and then now see him as a coach. Um, it just there's a lot of trust that the players have with him, um, which is a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. so the guys that have used to him from the first year and the guys have met him the second year and um, that transition period uh, that transition becomes a bit easier and yeah. when, uh, when you got coaches around him um, coming in with you know their ideas and and the way they want to play, having Andrews important uh, because his voice is familiar. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a lot easier for, for players to to digest information. So um, so it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. So I'm excited. That's great. Part of it was coming back and, and getting involved with him as a coach. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah so following
0: I mean, in his footsteps, maybe maybe in yeah, a couple yeah, of years so after, come, after you call come, it quits,
3: come full circle now. So we'll back to <laughs> little brother, older brother. <laughs> <laughs> there you
0: go. And, and then of, and then of course you know we you again. You're one of the only ones who's played with two other brothers in and we, I mean you guys are Major League Rugby and yeah, the Senuilla brothers like <laughs> all, all, th- all three of you man I mean, did did you all play in the game the last game of the season last year is that correct did I remember that correctly um, did you play in that last game against when yeah, Andrew played
3: so, no no we all didn't play so we haven't all played together yet oh so, really well, nah, you... so it was injuries oh, injuries okay. just kind of hindered that pretty, oh it's, it's too bad it's been pretty upsetting but I was really gutted the year before when that Seattle came when we were with the elite, yeah. I was out with a concussion. Oh, and yeah. And last year, um, Shalom was out with a concussion. Yeah, he had a concussion. That's right. He, he didn't play. Well, oh. so. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> it's still awesome.
0: You know that th- th- that does say something when you big, you had the ability yeah, to big, to grow up and play with your brothers
3: to hang in there on both. Both (laughs) clashes, yeah, right, exactly. And he's probably carrying more injuries than both of us. (laughs) Ah, That is funny. So you know,
0: you're you're talking about. You know, you you have been around. I mean, you're what 33 right yeah 33. Just, just just turned
3: 33 so, so you're, you're
0: just young shy. You're, <laughs> you're young man you're, you're 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 much younger than I am so uh, <laughs> so but but at that so you know we talk about these guys it is some of their you know the players on the team it is some of their first contracts and some of the time you know they're just now getting into major league sports in general um, do you see yourself kind of taking on you know a quote unquote leadership role and a captaincy role you know not necessarily being the captain um, you know you know, I know. This weekend, I think it just got announced that Zinny's going to captain the side again, which is great. We love Zinni. Um, did a great job last week. But you know, do you see yourself taking you know this leadership role, this mentorship role with these young guys?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that's a challenge for me, a personal challenge for me. That coming into this group, um, I like, I was aware of what my role was going to be um, as, as as a senior player. Um, I think our first meeting that we had as a group as just players it was like was kind of trying to we weren't trying to use the word leadership group because we're all we're all leaders yeah but we wanted to distinguish a senior group you know with obviously this, a senior uh, group that's coming in as well um, with just older guys who have been around and just sort of just have at the time it was shepherds and you know you're herding the the cattle sort of sort of <laughs> sort of, sort of analogy but um so coming, uh, talking with Tori and Andrew last season about joining, uh, Austin again, and they were talking about rebranding and taking on the name, the herd and, you know, and building a culture around that. And, and I, and I, I saw that as a challenge for myself to step up in that leadership role. Mm-hmm. Being in Seattle, you're surrounded by good leaders as you're like yourself, like, you know, and so coming here, you you kind of have to kind of sort of take a little bit on your shoulders, a little bit, which is for which sure. was perfect for me. So I did see myself there, and, and I saw it as an exciting challenge, and it's been a, a pretty good, pretty fun process so far. Uh, working with guys, um, chatting with them. Um, sometimes we'll go out for coffee and just hearing, not necessarily always talking rugby, but just getting to know the guys because yeah, talking you know, life. Yeah, talking life because finding connection off the field is important. Um, just as important when you're trying to find connection on the field. Um, the, the two translate. So, yeah, it it it, it does. So uh, your field relationship reflects your on field chemistry. So, yeah. um, we're yeah. pretty pretty huge on that, and that's something that I've kind of really embraced. Um, and and I've learned a lot too from yeah. from playing in the teams that I've been involved with um, yeah, so you- and seeing how older guys have um, sort of treated me. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to pass that on to the guys coming up. That's awesome.
0: You know, speaking to these guys, you know, we talk about some of the new guys that are coming out and playing. Um, you know, who are some of uh, you know you see them um, every day in practice? You you you've got a good keen eye. Who are some of the guys that you know the the new Austin Gilgroni fans? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. still still working on that one. It's gonna it's gonna Gil- Gilgronians. Uh, you know, listen, like, I love a good love a good Negroni. Not gonna lie, like it's uh, <laughs> you know, well if it's a Texas sized cocktail, we're gonna make it delicious. Um, but you know who, who are some of those for the Austin it's gotta, it's fans, gotta be,
3: it's got to be eight percent, is that
0: yeah? Oh, at least, sexy. Who are some so of the new I guys that you like that you like watching, you know, and maybe played last week or something that are looking to see, you know, some good right. playing
3: time in the coming weeks? I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, Tom McKenna, yeah. I mean, say, you know, say, sorry, out. that
0: was the one I was thinking of too, yeah. Man.
3: yeah you know, <laughs> real athletic, oh man. Um, and, and uh, one thing that stood out for me is he's a real quick learner. Yeah. And he's picking up he's picking up um things that take place, you know, years, seasons to, to, to learn. So um, he's an exciting prospect as well. Fast. Um, yeah.
0: really fast. Uh, <laughs> At that, that, br- that breakaway he had on Saturday. Again, nobody really saw it because we didn't stream it, but he had a breakaway where he took off. Um, yeah. the, the jumping part has raised controversy because of, you know, jumping to miss tackles. <laughs> uh, I won't get into that one. It, it was beyond the jump over the tackle. It was an amazing breakaway. Like he just took <laughs> right. off. Yeah.
3: yeah. And, 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 Dom's got, you know, Dom's an exciting, uh, ball carrier. He's exciting on defense. He's, yeah, he, it's hard too. Yeah, it's it, hard. That, he's, that's he's that
0: secondary bit. uh American football background coming in
3: there too. Exactly. And so he's in, he's he's enhancing his um, football skills and um, you know and, and, and his mindset and and, and really diving in Channeling it into his role as a loose forward in, in rugby. And so yeah. when it comes to clean outs, he's strong. He's low. His profile is good. And, and it's just about getting his feet wrapped in around his, his role around the park and, you know, fitting in his, his, um, detail. So it's just now in yeah. the small detail, which he's spending a lot of time with coaches doing. So nice. Um, you know, so it's just a matter of, of just picking up the game. And the more rugby he plays, the better he, he's going to get. Um, we've got a lot of, Guys, as well, Corey Jones. Yep. Um, yeah, he's an exciting ball carrier. He's a very inst- instinctive rugby player with a Sevens background. He's, he's used to a lot of space and it's just adjusting to, the, to, to little spaces yeah. and, and using his athleticism. Um, I, in tight any, spaces, so.
0: any of any of the returning players that that you're maybe any guys that you played with in season one or you know I, I know that maybe yeah. some guys um,
3: playing Zenny's coming around healthier each week yeah. he gets healthier and I'm excited to see Zenny uh, you know I played ha, ha, played with him in the first year and um, man he was electrifying you know he's got he's got explosive speed he's strong yeah. in his hips. He's able to break through tackles. He's got good balance um, at, at, at top speed, so he doesn't have to slow down to, to get strong. He yeah. accelerates and gets stronger. <laughs> um, and uh, even Mason. Mason's um, is a big surprise for me from the first year. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's definitely um, changed heaps in his maturity as well. So um, I was really excited um, to join linking up with those guys. Yeah. Um, again, and um, and obviously the boys that have come back from last season have earned have earned another chance from um, uh, based on last year's performance. So they're all they're all back to prove themselves that last year wasn't a reflection on on themselves. You know. So yeah, it, there's a lot of good energy. There's there's no bad blood. Um, but, but all positive, um, uh, you know, guys want to prove themselves and say, look, look, last year was not a reflection of who I am and as a player and as a person. And, 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 and they're really taking their opportunities each week to get better. And, 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 and then every single one of them has put, even Rikus um, Mo, Larome, um, who have put their hands up with other new props coming in. No one's shying back. Everyone's putting a step forward. And, um, and so uh, it's exciting because everybody's. Um, every, I think everyone's put last year behind. So that's good, and and, and it's pretty exciting. And having this new, sorry, excuse me, no, yeah, this last new year. name change has kind of really put that in the rearview mirror. Yeah, and I think that- completely.
0: Yeah. And, and this yeah, bless you again. The, the new name change, you know, we've talked about it, but it's, it's showing that there's going to be support. You know, we talk, they talk about building training facilities and, you know, all the right. good things around, you know, the youth and building the youth with the team. You know, that's going to be something that you guys are involved in as players, because you're already out involved with youth programs and, and helping build, you know, the community of rugby in Austin, you know, right. to the best that it can be. And, you know, do you have strength and conditioning centers that I, you know, talk, they've talked about it in the press release, and, and I think that's important. So, you know, as, as somebody who has been around a, a, a big, you know, you, you were in Austin to start off with, you went to Seattle, who has one of the most boisterous, you know, supporters groups out there. They, they've got, a, they pack the house every time. You know, what are you hoping for? And what do you, what's your goal for, to, for the fans of Austin for this season? And what do you hope to see from them? well <laughs> but, but, Yeah, for the fans. We we want to hear what you want us to do. <laughs> Put oh. the pressure on us.
3: <laughs> we're hoping that you guys are in seats. <laughs> of course, man. <laughs> we're, we're, we're hoping bums on seats every home game. That's the goal. That's always the goal is to pack out support. And, you know, when you run out, run out of that stadium, um, that we'll be running out, out of there um, tomorrow. Um, we're hoping to have... A crowd full of orange. As soon as that merch... (laughs) As soon as that merch hits the streets. (laughs) All black. Or wear the old kit. Yeah, yeah, Or whatever whatever Austin kit you have. Keep keep it weird. Wear a giant banana costume for all I care. keep it, you know, out there and loud and proud (laughs) and supporting the lads. I think that's probably um, what the boys are hoping. Uh, My expectation is... Probably the same as what everyone else is thinking. You know, we're we really not quite sure what to expect, but we're all hoping that you know that the, the what the um, what they have in planned um, for us for the home games is, is going to be nothing but exciting. And we're yeah. hoping that the fans will get a great experience, an yeah. entertainment experience. And um, I was talking to Todd Clever this morning, and there are lots of. Ideas about these these home games and having them linked with, um, with uh, with the Formula One track, with uh, with concerts and yep. and and it's part of entertainment. So you're not just going to watch an hour, and thirty minutes of rugby, but it's a three hour evening. Yep. It's an experience. So, it's, it's an experience and it, there's going to be lots going on, but not not so much that it distracts you from rugby. Yeah. Um, and so you're, you're almost like buying a ticket to go to one concert and then you can buy a ticket to come in and watch the rugby while you wait for the races or, or you come to the rugby while you wait for the concert. So you're getting a double double, double entertainment and yeah, you just you support man. your home city and then watch your favorite artist all in one night <laughs> and, and, and you and then with your mates and, your fa- and your, you know and your family so
0: start, start at the tailgate and then you get even more enjoyment out of it you get a couple of beers and uh, and some food in you and uh, <laughs> yeah, head into the game then and go to a and concert
3: it's a and ta- then you end up in downtown,
2: and
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, won't talk, we won't talk about that. This yeah. is a family friendly podcast. So. <laughs> That's it.
3: Well, well downtown with your family. With your anymore. family,
0: yeah, right. Yeah. On Sixth Street. <laughs> On Sixth Street. <laughs> well, so, you know, we'll cl- close it out here. And obviously, you know, like we said, you played with both brothers. Who's been your favorite one to play with?
3: <laughs> <laughs> the one who least grouses me the most. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, man, nah, we got we got a pretty good relationship. Um, I've played with with Andrew and against Andrew, and this season will be um, my first time playing against Shalom. So, fingers um, crossed that we come out on top against a strong Seattle side. But um, yeah. not looking too far ahead, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: Man. a couple weeks for that. We're looking ahead to you know scrimmage against the Blacks, get that under our belts, and then kickoff. Man, we're a we're a week away from Major League Rugby yeah. twenty twenty. That's it's got to be exciting. Fast day. Yeah, it's 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 here. It is here. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, hey, that's that's great. The growth of the sport, man. You've you've been a part yeah. of it since since year one. You you've been a part of it for a while, even even in previous leagues. <laughs> so, yeah. but hey, Roland. Roland Really appreciate the time. We, we hear the lovely little 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 one in the background, probably calling for, for some dad time. So it's yeah. it's all good. We we love hearing that a, a young Rugger in the making, maybe. <laughs> uh, but yeah. man, do appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. We we look forward to to seeing you out there on the pitch and nothing See but good man. stuff from from Austin and you know, from, from the fans to the players and, and vice versa. We look forward to, to cheering everybody on this season.
3: Yeah. No, thanks Dustin. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely, man. Have a good one. Thanks for you too.
0: At the beginning of the week, we were planning to talk a lot about the Colorado matchup, uh, again a great day at Burfield. Unfortunately, we came out on the losing side 21-22, but if you saw the game, you knew that there was some really positive. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see the style of play that we're going to have going into week 1 against the Toronto Arrows, but you know, we we showed dominance in the scrum and I mean, dominance. Uh, for anybody that didn't see the game or wasn't there, um, I don't think we lost a single scrum. Maybe we lost one the entire, the entire match. Uh, Line-out was a little bit rough, as we've talked about. But other, other than that, it is a positive move to go from, unfortunately, one of the worst scrums last year to one that there's a lot of cohesion there. So it's really exciting. Um, glad to see uh, some Huns and Blacks get on the field too. Uh, that, was, that was really fun. Um, I, I thought that that was a, a big nod to the local clubs. The guys have been working hard. Alex Reese, uh, you know, our local Hun, who comes onto the podcast, got some—I think about ten to fifteen minutes in the second half. You know, at, at fly half against an M.L.R. squad, and so good for him. I know the upcoming match this weekend. You know, there are some guys that are that are going to get you know a chance as well. So, I'm um, looking forward to seeing what's going on there. I know Phil Hansen's going to get a run out with him. JP Novak from the Huns uh, getting a, a, a spot on the bench uh, this coming Friday. So that's exciting too. And then Stuart Morris uh, uh, is a Baylor guy um, new to the team. Um, don't know if there have announcements been made, but I do see that, that he is on the, on the lineup for, uh, for the game on Friday. Again, 7 o'clock Friday, free admission against the Blacks. Bold stadium at Coda. It's a beautiful place. Get out there and, and watch some rugby. Um, obviously some things have happened in the past 24, 48 hours and, you know, the big news, ah, man, um, as we all know, and as everybody's seen, Austin has new ownership and has a name change for the team. So, uh, official announcement came out on Wednesday, January 29th. Um, I'll read a little bit of the announcement here, the press release. So, the Austin Herd, uh, based in Round Rock, has been purchased by Loyals LLC. They will debut as, and I want to make sure that everybody knows this because this is the proper way to sound to pronounce the name is Gilgronies. I believe it's part uh, Gilchrist, part Negroni. But obviously, uh, other big news. You know, yeah, yeah, the, the name change is big. Gilgronies is the new team name. It's, uh, I've, I've said on social media, it is a bit weird, but so is the theme of Austin—is to keep it weird. So, yeah, we can go with that. But, man, we're going to be playing at Coda. Amazing stadium. Awesome stuff. So so that's really big, too. Um, they take immediate control of the franchise. All operations, over previous ownership for the Austin Herd. Again, named the Gilgronies after a soon-to-be-released Texas-sized cocktail. Um, I would only hope that it is a Negroni-style cocktail, but we'll see. McBurn has come on um, to be like head of rugby. Don't know where that leaves Todd. Uh, I would believe that Todd is still around. I know, um, you know, I've I've seen posts that he's still around, so that's still good to hear. But he is a World Cup winning skills coach, and so we're going to continue to work on the skills. You know, there's a lot of excitement. You know, Matt Burgess, the the Loyal's uh, CEO. You know, I've had conversations with him. He he has a great vision for what rugby in Austin. Can be there's a lot of excitement. They really want to have the long-term value added to Austin and to youth rugby here. Yes, people can go on and talk about the name all they want, but it really is you know all about the excitement and the growth of rugby here in Central Texas. And you know there's some great stuff that's coming out of this. Social media blew up literally the talk of everything under the sun. So uh, well, we totally understand that. We totally get that. But you know one of those things is. You know, this happens in sports. Sometimes teams get purchased. Yes, it is two weeks before the season or a week and a half before the season starts. But, um, you know, I think all in all, it's for the best. Um, I, I will challenge everybody to continue to support the team. Yes, they changed the colors. The colors are now kind of that Texas burnt orange. Um, the name is hard to pronounce for some people and not under doesn't quite understand what it means, but the team and, and really the, the work that's been put in to build the bridges has not changed. It is going to continue. There's going to be continued growth. There's going to be continued support of the youth movement. There's going to be continued involvement of the teams, um, Huns, Blacks, Valkyries. Like they're, they're, it's still there. It's not going away. It's not, nothing's happening there. So, um, we're going to continue to work together with the supporters group, with the, with the new owners to continue to bring, you know, amazing tailgate parties. Uh, we'll, We'll do a lot of fun stuff. So, um, in in my mind, positivity. So be excited for that. But yeah, new new ownership. Um, it's yeah, it's something. It kind of took the took the rugby world by storm. You know, there are people covering it on rugby pass, you know, over in Australia, New Zealand. Um, social media picked up on it, press release, things like that. So um even the local newspaper, we got it. I, I don't know if there was anything on any of the uh, television stations locally, but I, I would assume there will be some stuff, and, and I can announce some stuff a little bit later in the show that will be happening. Other than that, you know, there is a game on Friday, the last preseason game. Of course, the the uh, the team formerly known as the Herd, now the Gil Gronies, will take on the Austin Blacks uh, at Coda, and it's free. Go out and watch some great rugby. Like I, I'm excited for that. Um, you know, there's great rugby at Coda. There's a lot of good stuff going on out there. It's a beautiful stadium. It is a proper state like, we have the best stadium in in the league now i will I'll, I'll argue with anybody that says otherwise. So the goal right now is just to pack the stadium. let's get out there and support them as much as possible and you know really oh my gosh it's just it's just crazy um. We've been more talkative on social media than we have been in the past couple weeks, and maybe the past year for rugby. So, so that's kind of exciting. So keep it up, keep talking about it. Like this isn't a bad thing. This is this is a great thing. Um, There's a lot of money being brought in to you know build great facilities to do a lot of great stuff. And yeah, (laughs) that's that's what I got. It's it's just been, oh man, yeah, insanity. it's it's crazy. Well, that's pretty much all we got time for today. I want to thank Roland Sonia for coming on, talking a little bit of rugby with us. Excited to have him back. I want to thank Erica Prasil from the Austin Valkyries and, of course, Aaron Castro from Earful of Dirt. Go over, listen to those guys. They're they're pretty good. They, they know what they're talking about for the most part. Um, no, it's, it's good. It's good to hear that we've got quite a few people doing random rugby podcasts throughout the U.S. um, for local teams, for all of Major League Rugby, for, you know, for everybody. Um, Appreciate the time. Always fun to jump onto a microphone and talk rugby to the greater Austin area or even U.S. or international. If you're listening anywhere around the world, we appreciate it. Appreciate the time. It's going to be okay, Austin. Name change, new ownership. Everything's going to be good. Keep the faith. Big exciting season coming up. Get out on Friday to watch the Blacks take on the AGs, Austin Gilgronies, and let's let's get behind the team. Like I think it's going to be good stuff. A lot, lot of positivity. Get behind the growth of rugby in Austin. Bring out all your friends. Uh, the opening day on the ninth, and and we'll have a good season. Exciting team. Lots of exciting things going on with the team. So, thanks again for joining. As always, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. You can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher as well. My name is Dustin. We'll see you on the pitch.